Good morning. You listen to FloorDaily.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. This morning, my guest is Russ Rogue, the president of MetroFloor and also the incoming chairman of the RFCI Resilient Floor Covering Institute. Russ, how you doing? I'm doing great, Kemp. Good morning. Yeah, we were together last week in Sarasota at the RFCI fall meeting, and I wanted to talk to you about some of the highlights of that. We'll get to that in just a minute. First, your day job. You've been with this role at, at MetroFloor for almost 13 years, and most people know MetroFloor is part of HMTX, which the name comes from some of the components that formed it. It's Halstead, MetroFloor, TechnoFloor, and Expecta. According to our annual report, HMTX is over $700 million in sales, and it's all resilient, so it's appropriate that you have this role with the RFCI. Your background, before joining MetroFloor, you were with Wilson Art for 13 years, so you kind of split your career between two flooring brands post-college, right? That's exactly right. So I joined MetroFloor Corporation in 2011, and our particular division, the MetroFloor division, focuses on you know, resilient products that are sold through independent wholesale distributors. And you also mentioned my prior uh, you know, position and role with, with Wilson Art, which was also a similar platform. You know, we were selling, obviously, laminate flooring at that time. But many of the same, you know, distributor customers that I had back then at my time with Wilson Art remain customers that I have today at MetroFloor. So, yeah, it's been, you know, 26 years, a lot of the same faces, a lot of the same organizations, just two different platforms of product. One, obviously, previously being laminate and now focusing on uh, resilient today. Quick personal notes, you were up in Connecticut for a while and you've moved to Chattanooga in the last year. Yeah, so I was up in Connecticut for about 12 years and a little over a year ago, we moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Love it here in the South. Our organization has has offices and a campus in Calhoun, Georgia. So when I'm not traveling, I uh, work, uh, work from that facility. So it's been a little change for me personally, but it's been a great change. How's business with Metroflow right now? You know, Kemp, I think it's been a tough year. Some of that depends on category or segment. I would say that our commercial business and our multifamily business has actually remained pretty stable, if not good this year. It's the residential remodel you know, business sold through traditional retail that's been a little tougher. I'm not even convinced, Kemp, that a lot of that toughness, as I've described it, is even indicative of what's taking place at retail. Some of it may still be a little bit of a lag from certain distributors of ours that are carrying inventory that they're still trying to liquidate and sell through, you know, based on having had that excess inventory at, at higher valuations from the supply chain debacle that, of course, were since passed. But, you know, some of the hangover still exists in the channel. I believe that most of that has been worked through. And frankly, I think the remaining quarter this year, we happen to run on a fiscal year that ends March 31st. So I think the second half of our fiscal year is going to be a lot better than the first for the reasons I described. That is that the inventory dilemma is, I think, going to be worked through for the most part. You know, we're obviously hoping, as many of us are, that uh, 2024 in general is just a better year than 2023. All right, let's move to the meeting. You came in as the incoming chair of the organization, replacing Herb Upton with Shaw. Yeah, so it's a rotating chairmanship position. Actually, all the officers are rotating every two years. And so, uh, yes, Herb Upton had been the uh, the chairman for the past couple of years. I was vice chair. Uh, and then Baron Frith from uh, CFL here in the United States was acting as treasurer and secretary. With Herb moving on, we actually made a decision to expand the officer group such that the secretary and treasurer position, two people would hold those positions as, as opposed to being one. So the new structure going forward will be myself as the chairman. Uh, Baron Frith will be the vice chairman. And then we've added Bart Rogers from Ropey as the treasurer and then Roxanne Spears from Tarquette as the uh, secretary. 
uh, which I think are great additions to the group. And I think as we go forward, it's evident that transparency, sustainability, and topics such as those are going to be really important to the RFCI. So excited to serve with the new officer group. That began, I guess, officially as of last week. Okay. So this was held at the Ritz-Carlton in Sarasota, not a bad place. Talk about a couple of the highlights. In addition to the new officer group, we always are fortunate to add new members to the organization. We had Amram and AM Stabilizers additive members back in the spring, and then in the fall, this most recent meeting, we added Bentley Mills, and then Shintech, which is a PVC supplier. So membership continues to be strong. I think in total, we're now at about 46 companies. You know, I guess highlights, just always welcoming new members. We, we had a couple guest speakers, yours truly, Kemp being one of them. Obviously, it's always nice to hear from you and your perspective on what's going on in the flooring industry. And then we also heard from uh, Kermit Baker, who is the chief economist from the AIA. So, you know, one of the things we try to provide to the membership is a bit of a snapshot into what's taking place in our industry and, and maybe the broader economic you know, situations that maybe we as, as companies are facing. Little difficult to provide accurate forecasting these days, but you know, that was obviously a, a piece piece of it too. In summary, a lot of the future forecasting hinges on what takes place with the Fed and uh, interest rates. I think Kermit Baker predicted that maybe sometime in mid-20 we would anticipate the Fed maybe beginning to roll rates back a little bit, obviously, which would influence you know mortgage rates. But you know, so much of our business is contingent upon what takes place with with housing, whether it's the resale of existing homes or you know the start of, of new construction, which we're you know, severely behind on. I would say that generally the outlook is is that things are going to get better in 2024 to a degree. As I said, a lot of it is be contingent upon what takes place with interest rates, but there was some degree of optimism. The last thing I would say is there's also some very large macroeconomic issues or uh, global issues that we're all you know, worried about relative to you know, the Russia war with Ukraine, of course, what's going on with Israel and Hamas. So there are some uncertainties that are out there. Aside from that, there's also some reason to be optimistic. You mentioned I spoke to the group, and this is going to be a significant year just because you know, it's a $28 billion flooring business. And in 23, while resilient sales are a little soft, they're not as soft as carpet. So there's a really good chance that resilient will pull ahead as the number one category from a revenue perspective in total sales. So that's probably going to happen this year. So congratulations on that as a group. Yeah, thank you. Some levels that happen quickly. For those of us that have been in the industry, it's been a grind. And it's, I think the result of innovation and uh, our product category delivering value to you know a whole host of end users, whether that's on the commercial front or the residential front. When you think of the aesthetics that our products deliver, the the endurance, the performance, uh, the ease of installation, the longevity, you know, it's really a, a great value proposition. And, and I kind of always fall back on that as one of the key general drivers for why you know this category continues to to thrive as it has. Other than softness in demand, are there any other issues that the group is focused on? One of the things that we discuss are regulatory issues that we have to contend with either at the state level or the federal level, such as California Prop 65. You know, so that's obviously been in place, but that was something just as an example that, that you know our association had to contend with. There are similar uh, endeavors in the state of Washington right now related to orthophthalates and uh, LVT products. Unfortunately, so many of our members have really migrated away from the use of orthophthalates that it probably won't be a significant development for us to have to contend with, but it is something that was on our radar. And, you know, that list goes on. There are things related to what the EPA is doing with the Toxic Substance Control Act. You know, the IRS has reinstated the Superfund tax. 
There has been a lot of discussion in the marketplace about UFLPA, of course, which is the Uyghur Forced Labor Protection Act. That's actually one of the things that we have talked about as an association at great length, but we're not necessarily taking action as an association. We, we're viewing this you know, predominantly as a member company issue to work through those scenarios with Customs and Border Patrol as necessary. All of us uh, as member companies of the RFCI support the law. And really, it's just a matter of trying to demonstrate, you know, to Customs and Border Patrol, if we face those issues, that, you know, we have a good supply chain uh, mapping and auditing trail, you know, to demonstrate that we are in compliance, or I should say, you know, not in violation of the law. And so those are things that take up quite a bit of our time, quite frankly, that we do, we discuss, you know, behind closed doors as a, as a member organization, just to try to make sure that we're, um, you know, staying on top of the things that could influence our business. All right, Russell, I appreciate you talking to our listeners and give us an update on what happened in Sarasota last week at the RFCI meeting. Again, been talking to Russ Rogue, the president of Metrofloor and the chairman of the RFCI, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloorDaily.net.